talked about yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder, everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Just throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, Roger to go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all fact. Ain't came across nobody yet that seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the losing weight. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the thing for the city, I give it to him. And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. That's right, they gotta play us. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopal. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Joe Mixon, who's not guilty, and the AFC North champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,324 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, if you want to support the show, we're doing Super Chats. You got a question for Dallas, who's the new partner of Jay Morrison. We all love Jay, but we're going to get to love Dallas. Anyway, we'll get to know him. Give me a Super Chat. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know what? I wear it every single day. I got the hat on. I got the shirt on. We got the flag. It's all at jackpotjoey9.com. Portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Foundation. We also have the beer, which is right behind me. Uh, it is at, it is out. It's canned. It's at the major Kroger's is what I'm what I've been told. I'm not sure which one, 
but it's out there. So if you guys want any of the Jackpot Joey award-winning delicious Jackpot Joey beer, go there and check it out. And uh, like, it, it, like I said, portion of the proceeds for that goes to the Joe Burrow Foundation. Also, one other thing we have going on, the Jackpot Joey Cornhole Tournament. It's going to be at Brick Brewery October 14th. It's part of their Chili Fest. 100% of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. So go to any of Brick Brewery's uh, social media sites. You can actually go to the bar itself, the, the brewery there, and you can sign up. And uh, you guys can get the Cornhole Tournament and try to challenge me in the uh, Cornhole Tournament. What's up to everybody in the chat What's up, Brad? You're for strangers in there. Johnny Paps in there. Tebow's in there. Joe's in there. Chris. Tebow again. Uh, what's up? What are you saying? What are you saying? Oh, yeah. Let's get, get the yeah, get my subscriber count up. I I, I agree with you. Gitla, what's going on? And Michael, what is up? All right, everybody. So we have a I always, I mean, he's from Cincinnati. He lives in Minnesota. He's he's joined or, or Jay Morrison is joining him. They got a new podcast, Pro Football Network. Let's get some love. Let's get to Dallas here. Dallas, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Jeff, how are you? Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Good no to talk problem. to you. No problem. No problem whatsoever. So we all were, as Bengals fans, we all love Jay, Jay Morrison when he was on The Athletic. Him and, and Paul Dana did a great job on the podcast there. Now he's moved on. He's with you you guys. Just give a little background of Pro Football Network and the podcast you guys uh, got going on. Absolutely. So we are beyond excited to have Jay at PFN. Uh, didn't know this was going to be a possibility heading into the summer, but he was able to join us to cover the Bengals this year, do the great coverage that he always does. And yeah, I was given the opportunity to pod alongside Jay, which was something I never thought I'd be able to say. Uh, I was a huge fan of Jay's podcast with Paul as well. Still, still I'm a fan of that podcast, but yeah, we're doing something new. Me and Jay every Tuesday, uh, we're two episodes in. It's extremely fun. Uh, it's we're covering everything. Jay's on the ground in Cincinnati. He's at the games. Uh, I'm up here in Minnesota, Kevin, giving a more wide-ranging viewpoint on the NFL. So, yeah, it's been fun so far, and we're excited to cover this season. Now, you're actually from Cincinnati, right? Correct, yep. I moved there when I was 11 years old in 2001, so it struggled through a couple seasons, but uh, got to really enjoy those Carson Palmer years. I was at the game where Carson Palmer tore his ACL, unfortunately. <sighs> one, of my, one of my worst memories of my life, uh, but uh, I was there. But, yeah, moved. I went to Ohio State, so... Moved to Minnesota about a decade ago, but Bengals are still the team I follow the most. And, you know, covering the NFL from a league-wide perspective, you kind of lose a little of that fandom a little bit, but all my best friends are still Bengals fans. We still got a million group chats, so it's still the team that's pretty much at the center of my focus when it, in terms of the NFL. Exactly. And, and today we got some some good news. Joe Mixon was found not guilty of the menacing charges and everything. So my, my question in the title of the show is, all right, he's found not guilty. Does he still get suspended? Because Roger Goodell still has the the swing and hammer, he can do whatever he wants, and he's he has suspended guys with before when they've been found not guilty. Now Mixon has been a model citizen since he's been here. You know he's a community leader. He's he's given back a lot. He's been a you know a great person, a great running back for us. Do you think that he might get suspended? Because that is kind of worrisome to me. Because right now the backup running back room is kind of scary for me. Yeah, the backup room is definitely scary. There's, I think there's a lot of questions back there. Um, there's a lot of things going on with Joe Mixon. Do I think he'll be suspended? I, I Not for this incident. I don't. I think it was minor enough, uh, and the fact that he was declared not guilty, I don't see Roger Goodell stepping in. You're right. Roger Goodell has all the power in the world. If he wants to say, I'm going to make an example out of you, Joe Mixon, 
yes, he's been a good citizen for a while, but he does have a history. Maybe I'm going to make an example out of you. I don't see that happening. Um, but of course, Joe Mixon does have this civil lawsuit against him too for right. the for the shooting incident earlier this year. If something comes up with that, depending on how that case resolves, maybe it's, you know, there, there's enough baggage here that Goodell says, I'm going to do something, I'm going to step in. Just for this incident with with the waving the gun or theoretically waving the gun, I don't think I don't think he'll be suspended. It's too much of a he said she said. I don't think there's there was any definitive proof that he actually did what he was accused of. That's what the judge agreed with. I don't see that happening. If he does get suspended, I I think the Bengals have a real problem because I don't think their their running back room is really solidified. We haven't seen Travion Williams yet. He's dealing with an injury. Chase Brown and, and uh, Chris Evans had their moments, but I think there's still work to do. Jay and I discussed on the podcast this week, you know, is is that a position where they go out and sign a veteran? Would they look at someone like Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt, guys that have gotten in just around the league that are still out there? I don't know. I mean, maybe they will. Maybe it'll, it'll depend on how some of the backups play this Friday. But it's, it's very unsettled behind Mixon and so much so to the point where if he is suspended, I think it would be a legitimate concern. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be honest, once 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 uh, Samaj left, that that was a big concern for me. Regardless of what happened with Mixon, is yeah. the number two running back. I'm a big Trayvon Williams fan, not because he wears the Jackpot Joey stuff, which he wears it all the time, <laughs> which I appreciate. But I, I really like Trayvon. I, I really was hoping this was going to be his his shot, you know, to to really prove because I think Trayvon can be a very capable RB two. Me too. But he got injured again, and he hasn't played. And it doesn't look like he's playing again this Friday. I mean, he was out there, you know, in just the you know jersey and you know walking around yesterday. Cream Hunt—that's one that. They're, they're, all right, there's three running backs out there that you know: Cream Hunt, Zeke, and 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 Cook. Zeke and Cook are both gone. Cream mm-hmm. Hunt to me is the only one that's kind of. I mean, Leonard Fournette, yes. But if you ha- if I had my druthers, I would take Cream Hunt over Leonard Fournette. I think. I think Fournette is a better pass blocker, and and that might be, and that to me that's the thing, Dallas. That I think whoever is the best pass blocker is going to be the RB two, regardless, because you need that guy. Because Mix has tried, but yeah. it's his thing. And what, what, what's your thoughts? No, it's not his thing, and I, the Bengals have shown time and time again they're not going to let him be out there on third down when it's going to call for pass protection. I, I think Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt is a pretty good pass blocker, actually. Leonard Fournette is a really good receiver. I mean, he's been in the top five of running back receptions over the past few years. I, I guess the question for me would be cost. You know, right. Zeke Zeke and Cook both got five, six, seven million dollars from the Patriots and from the Jets. If Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette are looking for that, I mean, I don't see the Bengals paying that not that number for a backup running back. Right, right. I just don't. I mean, at that point, you're getting close to what they're paying Joe Mixon this year. Right. I, I don't see that happening. So I, I think it would be, I think it'd take a couple things. I think it would have to be Trayvon Williams, still sidelined. I think Evans and or Brown would have to struggle this week and if they play in week three. And then you're getting to the season and you're just really worried about who's going to play behind Mixon. And maybe at that point, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette haven't found the interest that they want on the open market. Maybe some of these teams like the Colts and Vikings that are interested are not offering them the contracts they want. And they say, hey, I want to come to Cincinnati. I want to play for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who's excellent at throwing checkdowns and getting the ball to his running backs. I want to play here, maybe win a Super Bowl, maybe have some good statistics. And next offseason, I'll get a one or two year deal that's maybe a little more in my market. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I, I really do think it's going to come down to how a couple of these guys play against the Falcons. I think that'll that'll really influence their thinking. 
Yeah, and like I said, again, I, I'm rooting for Travion. I, I I hope it's it's him. But again, I mean, I, I don't want to say he's injury prone, but he's been injured a lot, unfortunately. And and yeah, he, he's walking around fine. I mean, and so maybe I mean, maybe it's over. Maybe they're already cool with with Travion being that guy. They don't need to see anymore, and they want to see more from Chase Brown. And actually, I thought Chase looked pretty good uh, against. Uh, uh, who they play last weekend? I can't remember. I can't remember now who they played last weekend. Um, yeah. Anyway, the team yeah, they I'm out I, was, I was at the game and I can't even remember I'm now. Anyway, I'm, I've already moved on to week two in my right. No, that's right. But, but anyway, Chase Chase Brown looked pretty good uh, last weekend, and from what I've been told, um, uh, 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 Jason Garrison, for, uh, he he covers the, the Bengals for for uh, since he juggle. He yeah. said he did a, did an in depth thing on Chase Brown, and and Chase, he, in his opinion, Chase is actually pretty good. Uh, 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 pass uh, blocker. I mean, do you have any information of, of how good Chase is? Because I mean, he got a lot of work at Illinois, and I don't think he did a whole lot of pass blocking, to be honest. But according to Jason, he has. Yeah, um, I think he did. I think he got a couple opportunities in the preseason game and was fine. But I think that type of stuff is hard for a rookie running back, honestly. Yeah, I right. think I think coming into the NFL as a mid round pick and trying to be counted on in those in those important situations is not something that comes easily. So I think guys who have done that and been in that situation before obviously have a leg up. There's a lot, you know, NFL d- defenses are much more complex for the most part than college defenses. They're going to run stunts. They're going to run games. They're going to blitz from, from weird areas on the field. It's not always going to be easy. And I don't think Chase Brown is necessarily going to, he's not going to be able to prove that he's a good pass blocker in the preseason right. because teams are running such vanilla right. coverages. Right. Maybe he'll get a, he'll get a few opportunities, but it's not like he's going to have to pick up some, you know, amazing blitz that some coordinator drew up for a preseason game. Um, I, I think he looked pretty explosive on some of the plays that he had uh, against the Packers. That's what they played in week one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holmes, Holmes helped us out there. I had a brain, <laughs> yeah, yes. brain cramp. Like, who did they me play too. Like? Me too. Like, um, yeah, I, I'm excited about him, and I'm excited about Travion too. You know, I I held Travion all year in my dynasty league as one of my you know lottery ticket backup players, thinking right. that he was going to be the the number two. And I think that's probably what the Bengals' plan was going into the offseason: is he'll be the number right. two, Chase Brown will develop as the number three. It, it seems totally up in the air now. Maybe you're right. Maybe they know they want Travion, and they don't need to see any more from him. We'll see. I'd be kind of surprised at that, just because he's had such limited opportunities during the regular season that. They probably would want him out there if he was able to, but we'll see. I I, I think all three will probably make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like they have to decide right now, you're our number two, you're our number three. Right. This right. is how we're going to do it for the season. I think all four guys will make the team, and they can probably mix and match how they want as the season progresses. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's definitely not solidified, and it's something that I'm going to be watching uh, tomorrow night for sure. Now, what's your thoughts on Chris Evans? Because he, cause he has been – one of the most frustrating and exciting players since yeah. he's got to the, to the Bengals. I mean, I, I've seen him make only a couple plays, but they've been pretty freaking good, yeah. but he doesn't get on the field very much. So what I've been seeing and hearing that he's dedicating more to pass blocking and stuff. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily, is it his pass blocking or is he, he hasn't got his nose in the playbook. Mm-hmm. What is it? Why is Chris Evans getting in the doghouse so many times with, with Zach Taylor? It's a good question. It's one I really don't have the answer for. You know, I know he's been working on his pass blocking. Jay wrote a story this week about him in practice this week, giving giving Jackson Hill one of these, like, come get me, come get me. I'm ready for you. I'm ready to take you on. So I think it's something he's working on. Um, you know, I think Chris Evans is by far the best receiving back on the oh, roster. Yeah. 
I, I, I still have that catch he made against the Lions in 2021 stuck in my head where he's lined out, split out as the wide receiver, 25 yards down the left sideline. I mean, yep. when you flash that level of talent, it's hard to get that out of your mind. Like, right. Exactly. You know, what, what could that look like in this offense? I mean, remember what Joe Burrow did for like Clyde Edwards Hilaire at LSU. He made him a first round pick because he was so accurate on those dump off passes and could get it get a check down pass in there and avoid avoid turnovers and avoid uh negative plays. I, I really do think if you could if you could harness Chris Evans's talent and figure out the best way to use him as a receiver in this offense, I, I really do think he could be maybe on Gio Bernard's level. I know Gio Bernard was an excellent he's, player. He's gotta be able to block. That's one thing he has to be able to block awesome at blocking. That's exactly. Just... And and that's the problem. Right. That's the problem. And hopefully, you know, he's it's hard to work on pass blocking in the offseason. You know, there's not a lot of guys who are like uh, just standing around ready to rush the passer and g- give you opportunities. So, right, right. you know, I, I know Jay's written about and he he's done other things. He's done martial arts and other sorts of workouts to help him try and get stronger and get more physical. And I think that's right. what it is. It's it, a lot of it's a mentality thing, too. Yeah. You know, you got to want to do it. You got to want to do it. Right. It, it's, yeah. it's a physicality thing. So. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I ho- I hope he does get opportunities and more in the preseason to prove that that he's worked on that and he can be more involved in the offense because I really do think his upside as a receiver is, is pretty high. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like people think it's uh, some people act like it's easy. I'm like, you literally take a free rusher, yeah, who's got a full head of steam and you stare exactly and, and block him and, and, and stop him when he yes. when he you know you you have no momentum. He has all of it. Who might have 40 or 50 pounds on you. and Right, yeah, especially you if you're Chris Evans. <laughs> like, yes, so, exactly. Right, so it, it's not the easiest thing thing to do. So, I mean, that, that's where, to me, and, and the thing is, what I love about this team is we're talking about backup roles. I mean, everything else is, 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 so is true. set. There, mean, are no, you, there are no, there's not a single starting spot on this team that is up for grabs. All right. the, you know, how many teams, how many fan bases would be, would love to say that. It's all, who's going to be the wide receiver five? Who's going to be the defensive lineman number nine you know it's it really does speak to how well they've done it putting this roster together that these are the debates we're having exactly now that being said now this is one thing that i've said on my show a lot got lots of times here this year that to me zach taylor and the Bengals have had more of intense practices this year they've had the pads on way more time like once they put the pads on they haven't taken them off which is not typical of zach taylor yeah. uh training camp my, they, they haven't said this. This is my own thought here. I think that they've become more intense and more focused because they want to get out to that 3-0, 6-0 start that they yeah. haven't done the last couple of years to go get that number one seed to make Kansas City come here and play us in the jungle in the AFC Championship. I mean, again, yeah. Bengals haven't said it. They're not going to say it. I mean, have you noticed any of that or, or for anything that Jay's been telling you? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, it's without a doubt that they've gotten off to slow starts in the recent past. And a lot of that has to do with Joe Burrow and what he's had to deal with in the offseason. And of course, here we are again, Joe Burrow not having a normal training camp or normal offseason. And that's that's the, the normal, not normal for Joe anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I don't have any, I don't know what you think, but I don't have any doubts. He'll be ready for week one. Oh, no. I mean, so I'm not concerned about it from that, from that standpoint, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're if they've really emphasized that that hey, we need to get off to a good start and put ourselves in a position where we're not going to be trying to catch up to teams at the end of the year. Because I mean, look at the AFC; it, every year it just gets stronger and stronger. Yeah, all the every all the talent keeps seems, coming over here. Yeah, all the talent seems to go from the NFC to the AFC, and it's it's just incredible. Your every game is going to count, especially those in, the divisional games. Um, I think part of that also is what we talked about before: trying to get that physical mentality. 
I think there might be a sense that the Bengals are a little bit of a finesse team. You know, they've got the wide receiver talent and, you know, they do a lot of stuff through the air. But I really start to, thought they started to come on last year when they started to do more gap scheme runs. Mm-hmm. And obviously Orlando Brown is going to be a huge part of that. And right. I, I think they want to be more physical and say, if we have to ground you into the ground or run you into the ground, we can do that. We can obviously do stuff through the air, but we want to be able to play in both phases of the game. I think you see other the other AFC contenders doing that same thing. Look at what the Bills did this offseason, going out and drafting another tight end and drafting a guard and adding a big running back in Damian Harris. The Chiefs are using more bigger personnel. I think that's a just a kind of an NFL league-wide trend right. um, as, as defenses adjust. But I, I think it's probably something the Bengals are focused on is we, we want to be a physical team, smash-mouth team when it calls for it because they right. we know they can do everything else. That, that, I was about to say that because I'm like, everybody keeps asking me if they're going to run the ball more. I don't think they're going to run the ball anymore. I think they're going to run it or try to run it more consistently. Yeah. Now having the, the, the interior line, the same three guys, I think is huge. And okay. that, that's going to help the run game, let alone with Orlando Brown and, and, and uh, General Williams at your tackles. But mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. I, I don't think we're going to be anywhere close to becoming a, a run-first offense. It's no. just going to be – we can run the ball more effective than we've been able to the last couple of years. And, and I think try and break some more big plays. And yes. a lot of that, a lot of that can be luck, but I think if you can create the holes, Joe Mixon can still hit the hole and these oh, yeah. backup running backs can still hit the hole. That I think that was the problem last year was, yeah, we can run the ball, but we're just not getting any chunk yardage out of it. You know, it's four yards here. It's five yards there. Mm-hmm. We can create the explosives to the pass game, but it's just not happening on the ground. You want to get more multiple. You want to get more versatile. I, I definitely think that'll be something they focus on this year. Yeah, it just wasn't consistent. I mean, we had yeah. – I mean, Mixon had the five touchdowns against the Falcons. He had the, the great game against Buffalo. But there's a lot of times where it, it just – not him, just the running game just wasn't there. And yeah. that's where I think that they are going to try to be more physical as far as, far as that goes. And so that's where, like I said, I keep saying, I don't think they're going to run the ball anymore. I think they're just more going to be more consistent. Now let's talk about another, the only other uh, position that I'm kind of worried about against backup. Well, Irv Smith hasn't been out there, but it's, it's tight end. And now it's kind of the same room as it was last year, except for mm-hmm. you, you got Irv Smith and traded him or Hayden, you take Hayden Hurst out, you got Irv Smith in. Right. It didn't hurt us so much last year. Wilcox came in and played well. Wilcox hasn't practice he's been on the uh rehab field field almost the whole uh preseason there yeah um what's your thoughts on, on the tight end room are, are we okay there i mean because you got a couple teams the jets uh, uh who was a buffalo got a couple of tight ends that they could cut i mean yeah. could this be somebody that the the Bengals might be looking at the waiver wire at the end to, to pick something somebody up or what's your thoughts on the tight end room i would think they have to yeah i I don't think the tight end is going to be ever be like a huge part no. of this offense. I think yeah. Hayden Hurst did what he could do last year. Decent. Right. If Irv Smith can match that, I think the Bengals would be more than pleased. Um, I don't know if Irv Smith can match that. <laughs> you know, Irv Smith is a former second round pick, but he's really never done anything in the NFL. Even when he's been healthy, he really hasn't done anything. Um, I kind of have my doubts about how much he'll be able to contribute this year, but who knows? He's young. He's, he's getting inserted into this awesome offense. You never you never know. Drew Sample obviously is going to make the roster. Wilcox still on pop um, at this point. I mean, it seems like he might be there into the regular season and mm. miss miss at least four games. Right. Um, so I think that would open up another spot for either Devin Asiasi or Tanner Hudson. But I've Hudson, been impressed with Tanner Hudson. I, I, I've liked what he's done this this preseason. 
I have two. Unfortunately, he got a concussion in that last game, right. and you, you know, you wonder with an inexperienced player, how's that going to set him back, and right. how's that going to change his change him in the eyes of the coaching staff? But yeah, I think they'll absolutely be looking at the waiver wire for a tight end addition. Um, one thing about one thing about Irv Smith, and yeah. he's a different player than 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 um, Hayden was. Yeah. Do you see them going more wide with him? Wide schemes, and because I mean, he he could be a wide receiver out there. I mean, that, that's yeah. one thing I've noticed in practice. It seems like they've done it a couple of times when he was out there that he was out wide more, and that to me is a dimension of this offense that they could use. You know, yeah. not a lot. Again, this tight end, this will never be a tight end first uh, mm-hmm. uh, team, but it is a different element that they could possibly bring bring to the team this year. I think so. I mean, why not? Right? Why not look give right. more versatile looks to defenses and. I think Herb Smith can block, but it's obviously not the focal point of, of his game. He's more of a receiver. And if you want to get him out in space and get him away from having to chip or block defensive end on, on his own, I, yeah, I think that could happen. And Joe Burrow obviously likes going empty and to spread out all those guys and get the ball out quick. I could definitely see that happening. Um, I think if one, you know, I've been negative on Herb Smith, but he is athletic. He has a good yeah. athletic profile. And yeah, I'm curious to see how they deploy him, but. I guess not to be a negative negative person, but I just I just have low expectations. Well, it's kind of hard. Way he 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 just hasn't done it. And he, hasn't he just hasn't himself. done I mean, it, and we're just going by facts. Yeah, he'll at best be the fourth option in this offense. You know, maybe five, depending on how much they inter- introduce the running backs into the passing game. So, I'm I, I'm curious to see what he does. I guess tepidly optimistic, but I, I I'd probably have lower expectations for, than most. Now, one thing you know, the big story here in Cincinnati is Jack by Joey and his his. Uh, his calf, you know, calf game, mm. like he'd calling him. And, you know, Joe's like, I'm done. You know, he, if you're injured, you don't talk to the press. No. So last Friday, all of a sudden, Joe Burrow's on the field running around, not a full, full speed running around, throwing the ball, no limp, no sleep. He could have went to the practice, the practice bubble. Yeah. Nobody would have saw him. Dallas, he, I, he did that on purpose to show everybody, look, I'm fine. Everybody relax. I'll be back week one. My opinion. What, what, what's your thoughts? Oh, totally agree. It was it was definitely by design. Absolutely, he could have done this literally anywhere. He could have done yeah. this at home. He could have done this under the stadium and the practice fields, wherever you want. Friday night, baby, right in front. Friday night, <laughs> I'm out here. I'm ready. And yeah, I think it goes back to what you were talking about before about these slow starts that they've been having. And I think Joe Burrow is saying, "I'm ready. I'm here. I'm not missing the start of the season. We're going to be just fine." And uh, you're not going to have to worry about these struggling backup quarterbacks for too much longer because because I'll be I'll be back. Yeah, exactly. Well, just the funny thing is, is as I've been, I won't say a fan of Brandon Allen, but I was always okay with Brandon Allen being our backup quarterback because I keep saying mm-hmm. if Joe Burrow goes out, we're screwed. You know, it's the eternal that, ar- it's the eternal argument, right? How how right. much do you invest in a backup quarterback, and does it even matter? Yeah, it's well, and that's the thing. It's kind of like. We got Travion Simmons, who I thought he was going to be okay. I really thought I'm really root for Jake Browning, to be honest. He's been in the yeah. system long enough. Yeah. But Dallas, both of them look like ass right now. I mean, <laughs> honestly, neither one of them are <laughs> yeah. playing very good. And I'm like, hey, 49ers, you want to trade us back? Jake or uh, totally. Brandon Allen? Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's the couple of years ago, it's funny how many different arguments I got with, with people on the show about Brandon Allen. I'm like, he's fine. He's a backup quarterback. He's yeah. He's fine. But I, I, again, I, so I guess my question is, unless they show something this Friday, yeah, I mean tomorrow night, do you think the Bengals try to go out and pick somebody up? I and mean, Nick Foles still out there? Uh, 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 
Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's still guys out there. Yeah, I don't know if any of them are any better than what we have. I mean, Nick Foles right. did win a Super Bowl, but he's not on the team. It's so tough, right? Because if Joe Burrow goes down for the season, the season's over. If Joe Burrow misses six games, the season could be over. Yeah. You really just want someone who's capable of coming in for like two games and like keeping things just above above. Or coming you know? like uh, when, when Patrick Mahomes got hurt in the in the exactly the something like that. That's all you exactly. Need. You know, I think Brandon Allen is probably not here for a reason. I mean, they didn't really make any effort to re-sign him, right? And it's not like the 49ers gave him a ton of money. I mean, he's their fourth quarterback. He's he's making the league minimum. If he even makes the roster, which I don't think he's going to, they have. Three well, I heard they might trade Trey Lance, to, so he can't oh, get in there. I've been hearing that all summer. I, oh, yeah. When he gets moved, I'll I'll finally believe it. I, I don't know who's who's trading for him at this at this point. In time, I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't. Would he give it up to no, get him? I mean, exactly, exactly. So, I, I mean, I think Brandon Allen will be out there if the Bengals want to bring him back. Right, but it's like you know they could have re-signed him in in April or March when they wanted to. Trevor Simeon. It's not like they went out and signed him on day one of free agency either. I mean, they would they would have told May to sign him. Right. Um, you know, I thought there were a lot of other better backup quarterbacks available, even until recently, like Teddy Bridgewater just signed with the Lions. Right, right. I think he'd be a huge upgrade on Trevor yeah, Matt Simeon. Matt Ryan's still out there. Matt Ryan is still out there. We've seen Trevor Simeon. We know who Trevor Simeon is. We know what Trevor Simeon's gonna do. Uh he was not good in that preseason game. Nope. <laughs> wasn't playing with wasn't playing with the best of talent, but I mean, good but God. The, his passes weren't they were the screen pass to 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 uh, who was that? Was that Chase Brown? I can't remember yeah, who it was. But it took four. It's like he's still standing there waiting. <laughs> like and like the the decision making, the ball placement, just like not great, just right. not great. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jake Browning was like a ton better, honestly. No. And obviously, doesn't doesn't have the arm strength that most NFL quarterbacks would need. But you know, my my former colleague Arif Hassan, who covers the Vikings, said that when Jake Browning was with the Vikings, that all the Vikings, I think this was an exact quote, loved the shit out of him because <laughs> he's just like a gamer. He's a guy yeah. who's going to go out. He's like Taylor Heineke, you know, right. like one of those guys who's, I'm yeah. out here, I'm a gamer, I'm going to get this done. I, I think people respond to that in a backup quarterback. So we'll see. I I, I wonder if they bring in someone like Carson Wentz, who maybe, maybe not like a bad guy off the field, but in the locker room seems to have issues wherever he goes in terms right. of leadership and teammates kind of going against him and are you going to bring a guy like that in to, to be a definite number two and feel confident that he's not going to kind of rile things up i don't know um i think brandon allen would probably be the most likely option if browning and Simeon just continue to really struggle but kind of wish they would have invested a little more in someone else like earlier right. off this season just in case something goes down with burrow but it's hard. It's hard. That gap between a starting quarterback, even if it's just a league average starting quarterback, right. to a backup is always going to be huge, right? Oh, yeah. So it's, do you go out and spend $5 million on this, or do you just say, we're going to give you the league minimum, and if you have to come in, then it is what it is. It seems like that's the direction they're going now. Yeah, I'm really disappointed about Brian because I really thought he would take advantage of this, to be honest. Because, I mean, let's be honest, last preseason, Jake looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Tyler Boyd, uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they go to Jake Browning during the game. So, you know, hey, what yeah. are you seeing? You know, you know, they go talk to Joe, but Joe might be looking at something else. So they go talk right. to, to Jake. And he's a respected voice, go-to guy in, in that locker room. Like, you're, you're just saying how much they love the Minnesota. Yeah. That's where I'm like, dude, this is your, your opportunity. And and it's it's fallen by the wayside so far. And it's kind of really surprising to me, to be honest, of, of that Jake did not has not taken advantage of this. Yeah, and maybe that – maybe that level of like leadership and relationship he has with other people on the team is enough to get him this backup job. If, especially if him and Simeon play 
equally poorly. Right. And maybe they'll go with a guy who's been here and you know and is respected by the team. But you know, Trevor Simeon's starting this week and is probably going to get at least a couple drives with the starters. It, it they haven't exactly revealed if they're going to play the offensive starters or not. But it's it like even they, starters. I know that they said that. Yeah, Mike Hilton gave that up. So I don't know if he was supposed to or not, but I'm guessing they'll play at least a drive or two. So Simeon will get the benefit of playing with those guys and Browning, if he comes in the second half is going to be playing with worse talent. So right. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Brian, Trevor Simeon has worked with Brian Callahan before in, mm-hmm. in Denver. Mm-hmm. He's got that going for right. him. So right. there's pros and cons for both guys. And I, we'll just have to see how it goes. Either way, neither, neither one of them are jacked by Joey. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Who is that? Let's get the crypt keepers uh, uh, question here. So, Mr. Dallas, do you think Miles Murphy was a reach? He didn't show much last Friday, uh, knowing he, he is young, but nobody gets a free ride on a Super Bowl caliber team. Now, he wasn't at uh, practice yesterday. I don't even know if he was in the building yesterday, so I still haven't heard anything about that. What, what is the status of Miles Murphy? I don't actually know. I don't know what what's going on with him. I mean, he played in the preseason game. Um We'll see. We'll just have to see. We'll see if Jay has anything on that. But do I think he was a reach? No, I don't. Because if you look at mock drafts, like early in the college football season, I mean, he was like a top five pick. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't think he maybe had the production profile that a lot of other guys did on the edge, which is why he slipped. But I think you have to love Gideon Guy with that upside at the end of the first round. And it's not like the Bengals are, are, are drafting for starting players anymore. You look <laughs> at what they look at what they do in the secondary. They draft a, a year before the need comes up, which right. Why, how else would you want an NFL team to operate, right? This is right. what they're going to do. Um, I think Miles Murphy is obviously behind Joseph Asai. He's going to be the, probably the fourth edge rusher. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. I think now, they do, have. Well, do you think they'll put him inside more? That's I've seen him do both at, at training camp. Osai or Murphy? Murphy. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I could see him playing inside. And I think, obviously, like Hubbard can play inside. And mm-hmm. I think they'll have a lot of different formations. They have a lot of. Once a defensive lineman, they're like right. overflowing with depth at that position to the point where they're going to have to cut some talented guys. And yeah, that's somebody's going to pick up. They they're not going to make it to the practice squad. Somebody's gonna yeah, play. someone like Dominic Davis yep. or Tufele. I think other teams are going to are going to be lucky to get those guys. Right. Um, no, I th- I think Miles Murphy was a good pick. I, I I'm always in favor of drafting guys at high at premium positions in the first round. I mean, I I'm glad they didn't go out and draft a linebacker or a guard in the first round. You want to take someone like an edge player who's going to give you um, a good return on, on investment. I don't know if he'll have a huge, a huge role this season, but that's okay. I mean, I, I think that's why you draft these guys a year early so you can continue developing them. And next year when after Burrow gets extended and hopefully T gets extended and there's not as much money left, that's okay because you're playing miles Murphy at a rookie right. salary to, to right. play a, hopefully a value valuable position. So no, I don't think he was a reach, but we'll just have to see how he develops. Now I, I got a question. My, my favorite player on the, on the defensive period is, is DJ Reader, and, and I mm. do not think I bang the drum all the time. I do not think he gets enough credit Definitely. for what he does. Go watch, and I keep telling everybody, go watch the playoff game against Tennessee. Just go watch him. Watch what he did. He he helped shut that running game down. And we saw it last year when he got injured, we didn't stop the run as, as much as we did, and we do not have anybody to replace him. I know everybody's like, oh, you can draft somebody. Eh, it's not easy to draft somebody like DJ Reader. With him being a free agent at the end of this year, I'm getting a little worried. And now I was surprised they extended Trey. I was surprised they I was surprised they did both. They signed Logan and Trey. I thought mm-hmm. I honestly thought Trey was going to get cut at the end of this year because Miles Murphy. Now I'm worried 
we're going to sign DJ because we literally don't have anybody to replace DJ. It's tough, right? And I think the Bengals are usually against giving third contracts to, to veteran players. Right. It's, it's, not, it's not something they normally do. And for the most part, I think that's a smart strategy. You look at the history of NFL veterans on third contracts, they normally don't work out unless they're an elite, elite level player. NFL careers are just really short on average yeah. and guys, guys quickly fall off. I obviously think you're right that DJ under DJ reader is one of the most underrated players, not just on the Bengals, but I'd say the entire NFL. Yes. Yes. He, he, he is an incredible player and he's a nose tackle, right? He's not going to get 10 sacks, no, but, but, but he makes such a difference. And you, you can't say that he doesn't affect the passing game because he, he lets the Bengals put more bodies in coverage because he can handle far more on his own. Yep. So I, I no, he's not going to take the quarterback down a million times and he's, you know, the, the average NFL fan might not even know who DJ Raider is, but he obviously has an effect in this defense. Will they re-sign him? I don't know. I think I think interior guys like that can last longer than maybe other positions. I think we've seen that in the past. Um, but I don't know. They really don't have anybody else behind him who can play that specific role. That's what's scary to me. <laughs> and, you know, they're really not they're really not producing those type of guys in college even anymore, right? So I don't know. I, I think he'd – I think he'd be a good player to re-sign, but you've obviously re-signed both the linebackers and Pratt and Wilson. You've you've got you've got big contracts coming down the line on offense. Can you afford to extend another veteran player? It's going to be tough. It's they're really going to run gonna out of money sometime. That's they're that's... going to run out of money. And good thing they're cheap in the secondary, right? They've they've right. they've got a lot of young players there. I, I don't <laughs> see them re-signing Cheeto, so I nope. think they're probably going to be really young there for a while, which can let them spend more money elsewhere. Um, young, so, but yeah. good and fast. Yes, definitely. I think they are they have one, if not the fastest secondary in the NFL. These guys can all just flat book. Yeah. And I, I would say their first preseason game, preseason game was incredibly impressive, mm-hmm. right? It'd be people going into this game and thinking Jesse Bates is gone. Von Bell is gone. The back end is toast. Well, not, not so quickly. Daxville yeah. was, was really, really good. Battle. Um, made a lot of plays mm-hmm. Tyson Anderson obviously I yep. mean I'm happy for him me too I, I I loved him coming out of Toledo I was really happy the Bengals got him so yeah I, I'm really really pleased Nick Scott too I yes. you know Nick Scott is, is not a not a young player he's a free agent but he's on a cheap deal and he's a right. good solid player who can maybe be like a point guard type guy back there so I'm excited about that and then obviously the corners DJ Turner like Drago I'm, I'm, I'm almost confident him being a starter immediately if he has to be and DJ Avi yeah. Is he going to make the team? I think he's on the bubble. I, I don't know. We'll see. I hate to get hate for the Bengals to get rid of someone like that, but yeah, I, I I'm really really impressed by what they're doing in the secondary. Yeah, exactly. Now Paul here's got a question, and it's the elephant in the room, I guess. Uh, is Jackson Carmen project yeah. over? Can we make this transition? And if they, I, I I've, when he played in Buffalo, I'm like, all right, maybe the light bulb went off. You know, I maybe know. he did good. And then saw seeing him Friday night, it's like you. Looked like you went backwards, and now apparently he's back to playing left tackle again too, because that's yeah. the only position that it looks like he's done good at. Yeah. I, I'm just, what do they do with this guy? I mean, and you have Lyle Collins, you got Cody Ford, those guys I think are in. Uh, Sharping I think is in. I mean, is Jax Carmen is his days over as as a Bengal? It's it's tough to say because, like you said. He was great in that Buffalo game. Right. So, so much so that I, I was thinking, could he be the Bengals' left tackle in 2023? Jonah goes to right tackle. Right. I mean, hey, you got Obviously, that's not going to happen now. Um, he was bad. He was really bad in the preseason game. 
to the point where I was thinking that he didn't, maybe he didn't know he was going to go back in the game and he just mentally checked out. But Jay said, that's not the case that Jay said he knew all along he was coming back in. So maybe just frustrated about, you know, being a former second round pick and being in here at the end of this preseason game with all these future accountants and everything, maybe just (laughs) kind of pissed pissed him (laughs) off, you know, just didn't didn't give any effort. I don't know. That's not going to cut it with the Bengals offensive offensive staff. Um, we actually have legit offensive line. We, I mean, Lel Collins yeah. is going to be a backup. I mean, I, I think. I mean, I said this for a couple months. And I said, do do they keep Lel as a backup? Put him on the pup list. Yeah, Dallas. I think that's what they're going to do. And, and I want to keep him because I, I've, again, I said this on my show. Last two years, Super Bowl, AFC Championship game, we've had injuries at our offensive line. If you have a guy like Lel who could, when he's healthy, could come in and be your swing tackle, or if Jonah struggles, he can come there. Yeah. Whatever. Having him as a backup is awesome. I think 31 other teams would, would kill to have Lel Collins as, as your backup. I don't think you want to be in a playoff game or a Super Bowl again with Hakeem Adeniji and Isaiah Prince in your starting lineup, right? It's, I mean, right. they just can't let that happen again. Oh. And I don't think the Bengal, you know, Orlando Brown's a really good player. I don't necessarily think they have a superstar along their offensive line. But I don't think you really need that, right? I think having above average players competency at every position is actually the way to go on the offensive line. And I think the Bengals are there. And then on top of that, to have the depth, to have someone like Lyle Collins as a sixth offensive lineman is a luxury in the NFL. Mm-hmm. How many teams are looking for offensive tackles, let alone a guy that can play tackle and guard, right? right. So I think in the aggregate, they've gotten so much better along the offensive line. And if someone goes down, they're going to have a competent piece who can step up. What that means for Carmen, I don't know. I, I do wonder if they could maybe just trade him. I wonder if he has any trade value left. Let's trade for Trey Lance. What are you going to get for him? Right, exactly. If there's some team out there who liked him coming out of the draft or you know, still thinks he's a, worth, a, worth a second-round pick the Bengals use on him, maybe they could trade him. But I don't know. Jay, Jay still has him in, a, in his 53-man roster projection. Um, we'll see. We'll see. He's obviously in the doghouse right now, and I think – he probably needs a good game like tomorrow night to, to get back on the good side of things. Now, speaking of Orlando Brown and, and uh, Trey Henderson, they, they got to, to a fight in the very first practice. Yeah. And for the most part, uh, Trey has gotten the better of, of, of Orlando. I mean, he, he had made a great one-handed uh, uh, catch or, or, or interception the other day. And people were like, you know, what does that mean? What's that mean for Orlando Brown? I don't think it means anything for Orlando Brown. Trey is just a psychopath. They call whites out Trey. I mean, yeah. like literally, Dallas, I've been there at practice, and, and he's in, all in game game mode or whatever. I'm like, hey, what's up, Trey? And, he goes, and he's like standing like, oh, crap. He's going to kill out, Blackout Trey. Blackout, blackout Trey. He's like, all yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he there, there is no – he doesn't turn it off. Is that more of Trey just taking advantage of Orlando, or is it more of Orlando – has got the backup quarterbacks that hang on to the ball too daggone long, and that's why he's getting to him. What, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's probably a combination of all that, right? I mean, Trey Henderson's a good player. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would expect him to beat even good offensive tackles a, a decent amount of the time. And Orlando Brown, I mean, I think he's a really good player, but he's obviously a stronger run blocker than he is a pass blocker. Um, but I think that's going to work to the Bengals' advantage because we talked about before, I think they want to get more physical. Right. And you looked at last year, especially when they started running more out of the shotgun, that everything seemed to be more in sync. And the play, and the run game was working alongside the passing game, and it all kind of meshed together. And I think Orlando Brown's going to be a big part of that. I think you look at him in the run game, he just wipes dudes out. Yeah. I mean, he just takes them right out of the equation. Pancakes them, baby. Absolutely. So I think that's 
where he's going to impress the most this year. He'll probably have some moments where he doesn't look great as a pass blocker. Everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. And I and I think it's no matter what happens, he'll probably be better than the play they got at left tackle last year. And hopefully Jonah can be okay on the right side too. And I I think this is the best the best Bengals line. I don't I mean at least since the Andy Dalton days, at least it's 2015 is what I've been saying. Probably 2015. Line. Yeah, that's probably right. Yep. So yeah, I th- I think they're so much better up front. And uh yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Now go, going back to our how I, I we talked about earlier that that we think the Bengals are trying to get off to a, a good start, three and oh, four and start, whatever. Yeah. Are you surprised this is the first time Zach's done this? He's gonna play the starters on defense, at least for one series. Again, I think it's they're trying to get off to a good start. Are you still surprised yeah. that they're going to do that? Yeah, I am surprised. I am surprised because I don't, I mean, if I were an NFL head coach, I'm not sure I'd ever play my starters in the preseason. You know, maybe some right. of the young guys, maybe someone like Dax Hill, or it makes sense that he was in last week who didn't play at all last year. Right. But yeah, I don't know if I'd ever put my guys out there. I think I'd take like the Rams approach under Sean McVay and say, you guys are not seeing the preseason field right. at all. Because I mean, what's the point? What What's the point if they, are they getting enough from one drive? Does that really mean enough? to weigh against the risk of getting hurt, of, of one of your key players getting hurt. In my mind, it doesn't. In the Bengals' mind, it obviously does. And I think also the players probably want to play too. Oh, yeah. And, and Zach Taylor is a player's coach. And mm-hmm. he's going to, if they feel really strongly about something, he's going to go along with that. So I think there's, there's a lot of factors like that. Um, my personal opinion, I would never let them see the field. But <laughs> let, let's just have our fingers crossed that nobody right. gets hurt. Now, w- with that being said, that they're going to play at least one on the series, uh, do you and this is and I kind of go against what you say with the offensive line. Hmm. Last year, the way they started, I think the offensive line should have played played at least some in the preseason. Hmm. Now the three guys in the middle are the exact same three. Jonas on the other side. Now we got Orlando. Yeah, I could see them coming out for the first series in the last preseason game. I don't know if they will or not. What's your thoughts on playing the, the offensive lines again to try to get off to a better start? No, that's a good point. I, maybe offensive line is the one position where I think you're worried about continuity. Right. And how is Orlando Brown going to mesh with Cordell Wilson once the live action starts? I think that's true. You you want guys to be able to communicate. You want guys to be able to see who passes off what blocks and just how they work together. And that's hard to do in practice, right? Because you're yeah. not really you're not really hitting. You want you want that game action. Um, hopefully, they've been able to do some of that in like joint practices. I think they can they can do a little bit of that and work on that communication, but. It's a good point. I think the offensive line, especially if you have even one new member, you probably want maybe a series just to see how things go. Now let's discuss the uh, the RB four here. You got Chuck, mm. who's got a coolest coolest freaking nickname, Chuck Sizzle. Thought I thought, you know, when he came out, he was going to be the 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 wide receiver. I say RB, I meant wide receiver four. I think I said running back, yeah. wide receiver four. But Yoshi Voss, now my boy Greg is going to go freaking nuts because he loves this dude, but. Dallas, he looked pretty freaking good in that preseason game. And it's preseason, and there's always the preseason gem. You know, there's always yeah. a guy like, oh, oh yeah. my God, he's going to change the, the league. And right now for the Bengals, it's Yoshi Moss. But he did look pretty good. He did. I, I like him a lot. I would just say, let's all calm down just a little bit. <laughs> right, this, right. Is, this is a sixth-round pick. What's the historical hit, hit rate of sixth-round pick? It's like 8%. I love what Andre Yoshipas has done so far, but let's just back off before we say he's like the next AJ Green. But I, I do like him, and I like Charlie Jones too. Yeah. Charlie Jones was incredibly productive in college, and he's back healthy after having that shoulder injury. 
hopefully these guys don't really play on offense this year. I mean, that would be ideal. Right. They would spend most of their time on special teams. And then maybe next year, Charlie Jones could take over in the slot for Tyler Boyd. And, you know, if Higgins isn't extended, maybe Yoshivas is an option option on the outside. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. I just, I don't think you want them contributing this season. I think what's interesting though, is like, are they going to keep seven receivers? Right. Because that's, that's okay. So if they keep seven or, or to keep six, who, who's your six or who's your seven? Okay. So like Chase Higgins and Boyd, obviously, right, obviously I don't see how you, obviously you're not cutting a fourth round pick in Charlie Jones. Right. I don't see how you can cut Yoshivas at this point. Okay. And then Trent Irwin, I think is the wide receiver four. Yeah. Like, Locked he's, in. He's had a great preseason. Absolutely. Great preseason. And he Trey showed it. He showed it last season too. Yes. He showed it last season that he can step in. So then I I think those are all locks. The question right. is how valuable is Stanley Morgan? Right. And that's mostly for for, for special teams, it would be Stanley Morgan. And and Darren Simmons would say he's very important. Right. <laughs> but you know, right. I I don't know. There's gonna be but a but then you got Yosti and you got Chuck Sizzle. Can they replace yeah. Well, not not Chuck because he'll probably do more punt returns. But Yoshi, can he go out there yeah. on, on on stunts and stuff like that? Can he can he replace what what yeah. what, he, what Stanley Morgan does? There's going to be a roster crunch somewhere. Mm-hmm. There, there's just going to have to be. It's either going to be a defensive lineman gets cut, or Stanley Morgan gets cut, or Michael Thomas gets cut, or DJ Ivy gets cut. Someone that we <laughs> someone that we like is not going to be yeah. on this team, or is right. going to be on the practice squad. And I I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. What, maybe injuries will play a role in that if if something happens, but. Yes, I would put Stanley Morgan firmly on the roster bubble right now, unless Darren Simmons is just like, either you keep this guy in the roster or I walk. Which, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's, he's standing to put, on the table put for his him. job on the line. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Now, one thing about the the special teams, it, it was there was a lot left to be desired last year, and mm-hmm. I really think when the, in this draft they addressed a lot of issues in the special teams and, and yeah. making D- Darren Simmons happy. How much more improvement do you think the the, the special teams will have with, with I think Chuck Sula? I think he's going to be with pump return as long as his shoulders okay. Yeah. Interesting. I did see Yoshivas take on some kickoffs. I think it's going to be uh, Chris Evans though, but you never know. Just what's your thoughts on the special teams in general? Yeah, I mean, I would think they'd love to get more explosive and get more returns, but the NFL is kind of you know they don't want returns to happen right now, right. so they're trying to take away any opportunity for that to happen. I, you know, special teams, it's so, I think it's pretty random sometimes. I think it's can be the result of just like a few big plays here and there. But I think Darren Simmons is obviously one of the best special teams coordinators in the NFL. Absolutely. I, you know, there are a few guys I trust more than him to get, been to get guys years. ready. It, it's incredible. Yeah. NFL coaches don't stay at no. any place that long. No, definitely not. Uh, I think the punting should definitely improve with yes. Brad Robbins. I'm really excited to see what he does. The bold <laughs> bomber. <laughs> the bold bomber, yeah. It's I mean, it's un, it's unfortunate Drew Chrisman had that that yeah. kind of medical incident, but I think Brad Robbins is probably the choice all along. Anyway, you don't really draft punters and then cut them. I you know, that's not something you want to do. Um, but yeah, I would I would think they should get better. I think Evan McPherson still one of the best kickers in the NFL despite some struggles. Um, but Anything they can do to put the offense in a better position, to start in a better field position, is obviously going to be great. And I, yeah, I would expect a little bit of improvement. Now, Michael here's got a question: is how uh, how severe is Charlie Jones or Jones' injury? Which, I, so from what I've heard, he's got a torn labrum, which is same thing Logan Wilson had, and he played throughout played through it um, during this this playoff run in the Super Bowl. Is, is that confirmed that he actually does have a torn labrum, or or do you have any? 
I actually don't know. I don't know yeah. if he has a torn ligament or not. I mean, he's back at practice and he's yeah, gonna, he's been playing. Yeah, you know, he's, he's gonna playing, he's he's gonna play on Friday. So right, I I'm not sure the the specific nature. I know it was a shoulder injury, but I I think if he's gonna, I they, I don't think they would play him if there was any long term concern. Right, but I don't I, think I don't he would make think, it any worse. No, 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 exactly. So I I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Now another question I want to get from Michael. He asked this a little while ago. We have uh, Lou Dini, the mad scientist. Um, he said, do you think do you see Lou blitzing more this season? My personal opinion is if Murphy, if you got Murphy, Osai, uh, Sam, and Trey out there, I don't think you're going to have to blitz. I think I think he might play them more. It's just That's just my, my thing. Put DJ in the middle, have those four, go after them. And, and not blitzing, just get pressure with your front four or front five. Yeah, I, I think that's the goal, right? For like for any team is to not have to blitz all that often. I'm trying to see where the Bengals were last year. It looked like they were what bottom 10, bottom 12 in blitz. Yeah, rate. we didn't get a whole lot. We have we have more pressures, but we didn't get a whole lot of sacks. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think the goal would be just to get pressure with the front four. And I think they've built up that defensive line enough to where they're not going to be asking guys to play a ton of snaps. Right. The starters will play their their snaps, but they're going to have waves of pass rushers. They're going to be able to get Trey and Sam a break this year. Yes. And that's a big thing, especially for Trey, because Trey doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think if you look at the best defensive lines around the NFL, 49ers, Jets, these are units that are two, you know two two defensive lines worth of depth, right? right. right. Can, it's like a hockey team. You bring in the second the second wave. <laughs> There's roll I, the lines. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what you want on a defensive line, right. guys. You can just get after it. So I don't know if I'd see a higher blitz rate. I think maybe some more exotic blitzing, some more blitzing from different areas. And they've done that before, right? I mean, they they'll 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 brush three and drop eight into coverage or blitz guys from weird places and play stunts and twists up front. Lou's a mad scientist, man. I mean, I don't put anything, I, I don't rule anything out, but I, I, I think the blitz rate will probably be around where it was last season. Yeah, one thing that was interesting. I told, I told Lou uh, yesterday at training camp, I said, I hope you're our, our defense coordinator next year. He said, yeah. I hope so too, which I think he was just saying that tongue in cheek. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. he wants to be a head coach, but damn dude, if we lose him, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, tough and, and that's the thing right i mean joe joe burrow's right the super bowl window is his entire career yeah. yes that's true but there's a lot riding on this season uh -huh. because a lot of cheap players still joe burrow's still cheap t higgins is still relatively cheap jamar chase is still cheap and not only lou anarumo could get a head coaching job maybe brian callahan gets a head coaching job next year yep. they both yep. got a lot of interviews mm -hmm. these are the type of guys that teams want who knows who knows if dan pitcher's the offensive coordinator next year you know who who knows what what could happen? I think this is the most excited I've personally been about a Bengals roster and team in a long time, and you know it, it feels work. It feels like they're at the precipice of something, and I, I we'll see if they can get it done. And I mean, I think Dallas is everybody, all the coaching staff, they're all back five yeah. years in a row, except except for Frank Pollock. You know, we, we he came in year two. Everybody yeah. else is is I mean, especially your well, I don't know, I might be right, wrong about everybody, but your your coordinators, your head coach, your yes. offensive defense coordinator, your special teams. They're all the same. That never happens. It never happens because coaching staffs either get fired or good teams lose their coordinators, right? It's yeah, it never happens. It's a They're very rare scenario. They lost both of them. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't want that. I think that I'm, I'm curious to see how that works for the Eagles. And I maybe a, a preview of what the Bengals could be dealing with next season. But yeah, exactly. Um, now yeah. rolling into the first week, and you've been up for 55 minutes. I don't want to keep you any longer, but rolling into the first week against the Browns. I, I'm sick and tired of the Browns think they have our number. I'm like, this is yeah. such an overblown stats. Two of the games we didn't give a crap. We, we played them or not. 
Yeah. My personal opinion is I think the Bengals are going to go there and they're going to just shut them down. I, I just, that's just, I think the whole focus is we're going to set a tone for this season and it starts week one. What's your thoughts of going into to Cleveland and going into the dog pound? Yeah, I, I'd love to see it. Right. Um, I, I think the, I think the Browns are a pretty good team though. I, oh, I really do. They are. They are. They are. I mean, I, I think they've done a lot to improve their defense, especially up front. Dalvin Tomlinson's a Darius Smith, Oak Ronquo. They have a really good team. And Jim hiring Jim Schwartz's defensive coordinator, I think, should do a lot. They added some pieces on offense. Deshaun Watson, I don't know how he could be worse than he was last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially compared to how well Jacoby Brissett played the, the first half of the season. I mean, it, it was just god awful. I couldn't believe it. We'll we'll see how he meshes with Kevin Stefanski's offense. Maybe right. he's just not a fit in this offense. We don't know. Maybe. They can't fire Deshaun Watson, so no, maybe, no, it's funny. maybe they'll, you know. But um, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I think the entire AFC North is going to be really competitive this year. I, I keep trying to decide what's the better division: AFC North or AFC East. I there's a lot of strong teams in both divisions. Um, I it'll be very curious. I think every divisional game will be a battle. I don't think there's going to be like an easy game. I, I'd be surprised if there's like a big blowout between the Bengals and any of their AFC North opponents, but. I think the Bengals are a better roster, but I I don't think it's like this huge gap between them and Cleveland. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. I mean, obviously, I think the AFC North is the best division of football, but I mean, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait for it to to get going. We got what what three weeks away from it. I think I think is what it is. Yeah, yep. I, I'm ready. We're gonna be at our RJ Cinemas here in Cincinnati watching the game. If you're ever in town, you should come. And it's a road game. You should come over to RJ Cinemas. It's a movie theater. They got food. They got the game on the big screen TV. It's an absolute blast. I, it's that's that's my go to place for for road games. That sounds incredible. If I ever if I ever get back anytime soon, you gotta mark me down for that. I will definitely do that. All right, Dallas, I appreciate you. Tell everybody again uh, where they can follow you about your podcast, what you and Jay got going on before I let you go, and anything else you want to plug. For sure, for sure. Profootballnetwork.com. Uh, me and Jay every Tuesday. Pro Football Network Bengals podcast. We're gonna be dropping every week. Uh, make sure to cover or follow J- Jay's Bengals coverage. Uh, for me, I'm writing about the NFL large. If you want other team coverage, I'm on there. Uh, I'm on Twitter or I guess X at Dallas oh, D. Whatever you call it now. Dallas D. Robinson, get at me on there. So, yeah, great. Thanks for so much for having me on here, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. We'll have to do this again sometime, maybe longer in the season. Maybe, maybe I get you and Jay both on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a trifecta. Sounds good, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I mean, da- go follow Dallas. I mean, he he knows his stuff. He's a Cincinnati guy living in Minnesota, but he's a Bengals fan covering the NFL. Go follow, of course, go follow Jay. Everybody loves Jay. You know, Jay's got stats. Also, oh, should ask Dallas if he's got to get some stats for Jay. Me, I have to bring that up next time I I get him on the show to do some do some stats for me for Jay. Anyway, let's get to the uh, Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootie Nation, Hootie Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds. The Ohio State button, that's the ice bar. And the, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice, all on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X, uh, and Threads. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter or X at JeffAtrenopole.com, or JeffAtrenopole. Uh, TikTok is at Iceman90. Threads is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'll be pulling this up later on tonight. Put it on the podcast on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review and a comment. Some more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. 2,324 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Make sure you guys hit the thumbs up on the video. Give me some subscribes. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about my podcast because 
obviously, I can't do this without you guys. Tomorrow, I have a very interesting guest. I have Laura Steele. If you guys are a Baba Tom fan, she is the news girl on Baba Tom. I remember her from uh, the Dawn Patrol here back in the 90s. She was the news girl there. She's a living in Indianapolis. She's been a Cincinnati DJ for a while. She's obviously with Bob and Tom now. So it'll be very interesting, fun football Friday show. So make sure you join us. Like your pregame before the Bengals Falcons game. Come join me. Other than that, you guys go subscribe to Bengals and Brews. Go subscribe to Rally Round and Natty. Have a great time. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Good play. Come on.